What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hello there, Permission Nation. This is Charles Specht. I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and I am happy you are here. Permission Nation, today I'm going to talk about something that if you can start doing this more effectively, your underwriters are not only going to fall in love with you, but you're going to end up getting a lot more, many more signed broker of record letters from your prospects if you can demonstrate to them how you will do this one thing. What is that one thing? Well, it comes, to, um, it comes to the idea of, for example, if you were buying a car, if you, went to, um, if you went to a used car dealership, for example, and you saw a number of different cars there, and, um, but they were all like dirty and scratched and filthy. There were some that had you know, flat tires and so forth, and you couldn't even really test drive the vehicle. Would you be interested in buying that vehicle? Probably not. My guess is that probably not. You would not be interested in buying that vehicle. Well, let me put it to you on a flip side. Let's say you were going to a different auto dealership and the cars were pristine. There was new car smell in every single one of them. There was no grit, no grime. They were vacuumed. They were waxed. Everything was beautiful. You started it right up, and it hummed. You took it for a test drive. Everything was beautiful. And they, frankly, even didn't even have to negotiate on the price with you because it was something that you were willing to pay. Now, those two experiences are completely different, but they're both sell cars. You probably wouldn't buy car from the first one, but you would likely purchase a vehicle from the second one. What's the difference? Well, the difference for the most part is presentation. Presentation. I want to talk to you about how you are presenting the insured to the marketplace, either as a used dirty Buick or as a shiny red Ferrari. How are you presenting your prospects to the marketplace? If you start doing this correctly, if you start doing this wisely, if you actually take my advice here and start doing this, I think that, frankly, you are going to get a lot of the underwriters to begin salivating over your accounts that you bring to them. They are going to go out of their way to actually offer you the best quote possible. You are going to make them very, very happy, and you are going to get a lot of signed broker record letters from your prospects. You are going to win more business because you are going to be showing up with a much better quote, period. 
How do you present your risk to the marketplace will either ensure or ensure your victory or secure your failure. Here's the title of today's podcast episode. Permission Nation, how a superior submission to the marketplace will win you more clients. There it is. That's it. How a superior submission to the marketplace will win you more clients. That's what we're going to talk about today. But even before I really get into it, I want to prove to you why this is important. Because you might be saying, well, Charles, you know what? I, I could probably do it really well if I just put t- together a bare-bones submission, accords and loss runs, and blanket it out to the marketplace and block the markets. I can probably get some, some business. I can win some business. That's right. I'm here to tell you a broken clock is right twice a day. And if that's how you're doing it, your process is busted, broken. You're an amateur. Period. Plain and simple. Get over it. That's what it is. If you do your insurance business that way, you are an amateur. I actually think there's a much better way to do this. And I want you to start doing um, your business, if you will, in two different ways. I want you to think about how you can you can be in the the underwriter's chair so you can start thinking like an underwriter and yet at the same time I want you to to prospect I want you to present to the insurance buyer in the way that the insurance buyer is thinking you need to be able to do those two things and if you can do those two things you're going to end up getting a lot of really good results so if we're not connected on LinkedIn Look, you need to go and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to connect with you. I love being able to offer value to people. I love being able to help them. And if I can help you be more successful in your career, whether you're on the carrier side or the agency side or you're in loss control or whatever it is, doesn't matter if you're doing personal lines or employee benefits, property and casualty, life insurance, I don't care. I want to be able to help you. And so go to LinkedIn. I'm there to try and help as many people as I possibly can. Here's the thing. A number of months ago, as I was starting to work and really trying to figure out my consulting practice, I was like, okay, let's figure this out from the perspective of the underwriter. Let's try and get ourselves seated on that side of the insurance transaction. What does the underwriter want to see or what do they not want to see? I'm not saying you have to send them everything. You definitely have to send them what is needed, but you also need to use wisdom in regards to how you present it. There are definitely ways in which you can stub your toe when you are submitting something to the marketplace, and there's also a way in which you can put yourself in the driver's seat and win business when you set it it up correctly. Let me just even give you an example of how insurance underwriters think, okay? uh, There was an agent at the agency that I worked at who was putting together um, a submission, sent it out to the insurance carrier, okay? the account fit their appetite guidelines perfectly, if you will. It was everything that they were kind of looking for. Uh, Sent the submission and got a declination from the underwriter. Well, after kind of figuring it out with the underwriter exactly what was going on with the risk, lo and behold, it turns out that the underwriter has seen the insured's vehicles on the roads many a times and didn't feel that the drivers were very smart. They sped, they didn't follow safety protocol, and so forth. And so the the underwriter basically said, I'm not going to insure that business. They do not have controls on their people. Okay? So that is definitely one way in which they think. Another underwriter member saying that they decided that they weren't going to insure certain buildings any longer because they saw a building that went up in flames once because of a certain exposure um, that wasn't even in their state, and so they decided not to actually do it. Here's a personal example. 
Um, I did write a bunch of janitorial contractors in the past, back when I was a broker. And I put together a submission for a janitorial uh, company, sent it out to the carrier, which normally writes janitorial accounts, in which I had plenty of business with them. Um, when the underwriter went to the insured's website, it showed pictures of like these people who were like hanging by ropes by their life, you know, and trying to like um, wipe these windows down, wash these windows on a skyscraper. Okay, and the the underwriter said, "Nope, I don't want to quote that account." I'm like, "Those aren't even." Those aren't even pictures of the insured. Those aren't even pictures of their employees. Nope, don't care. Don't want to write it. So we have to realize that underwriters are people too, even though they're, they're quasi-people. They're quasi. They're strange. Underwriters, we love you. You're a little bit different, a little bit strange, but we love you. Um, you have to start thinking like an underwriter. Here is the question that I pose to all of the people that I'm connected to on LinkedIn, and I asked specifically for underwriters to respond, and then when I got all these responses, I went to their LinkedIn profile to make sure that, indeed, they were on the carrier side, that they were underwriters, if you will, or at least sales reps, but for the most part, these are underwriters, okay? Here was the question that I posed, underwriters. Out of curiosity, do you think there is a correlation between the quality of an agency's submission to you and your desire to quote the risk? What about even offering more credits based upon a superior submission that answers all of your questions about the insured's exposures? Okay, let me read it one more time. Out of curiosity, do you think there is a correlation between the quality of an agency's submission to you and your desire to quote the risk? What about even offering more credits based upon a superior submission that answers all of your questions about the insured's exposures? Let me, based upon that question that was posed to underwriters, let me read a number of their responses so you can actually see, do underwriters take into consideration whether or not to even offer a quote or what type of credits or debits they're going to place on the quote based upon your submission? Here's one. Absolutely. Best thing for the broker to remember is that we want, and that's all capitalized, we want to write business, and nowadays we have growth goals, but we have to justify our decisions. The more info you give us and the easier you make it to give you the decision you want, the more likely we are to be able to do it and to create a win-win solution. Another underwriter said this, if a submission is complete, when I was an underwriter, it would it will cause you to go to it first. So here it is. If a submission is complete, it will cause you to go to it first. I would not have given a credit because it was a good submission, but the likelihood that a person who provides a complete submission will also provide the underwriter with all the information that would increase the probability that the underwriter could do better and more accurate pricing. Flying by the seat of your pants and guessing don't equal best pricing. Another underwriter said this, when I was an underwriter, complete apps were typically worked quicker and issued faster because I had what I needed and could move it along quicker. The quality of a submission had no bearing on whether I applied credits or more credits to it. Sometimes I would write an agent and let them know that I appreciated how accurate the app was. Here's what another one said. Yes, I agree with complete submissions. You naturally go to the top. I was able to quote and bind a chain of IHOPs in the Midwest in an hour just because the agent gave me all information. But that goes for every industry. If you give half the information, you are not going to get good results. 
Another underwriter said this, when I was an underwriter, there were three big factors that would impact my willingness to write a risk. One, do I know the agent? If I've worked with the agent for a while, I already knew what the submission would look like. There were several great agents that I knew would provide a complete submission with additional detail that they knew I would ask about. There were others that I knew that I wouldn't want to deal with, so their submissions may get scheduled for a later review. Two, did they give me a reasonable need by date? ASAP always means, to me, as soon as I please. If I don't get any date, it goes to the bottom of the pile. If I get a short date, that's a phone call to discuss. Three, did I get any attitude? I know I shouldn't, but when someone acts like they're the big person on the block, I tend to buck against that. That usually generates a phone call when I don't give them what I have demanded. Here's another underwriter. There sure is. If we don't have the information we need even to provide a quote, it's a waste of time and we end up declining it. I will echo, he refers to somebody else's comment, I will echo that person's comment that underwriters want to write new business. Now, in terms of additional credits, I'd say that it depends on the risk. There's only so much credit available if the credit has high losses. However, if the agent can justify why the account warrants higher credits, that absolutely helps. Can I just get an echo on that one? This is what that person said. This is what that underwriter said. Now, in terms of additional credits, I say that it depends on the risk. There's only so much credit available if the account has high losses. However, if the agent can justify why the account warrants higher credits, that absolutely helps. Another underwriter said this. Very good answer. I don't get the people that say that no credits or debits ever apply. If it was that simple, then a robot would do it. There are always things in the data that one underwriter can see and determine that some additional credit is justified or the rater is not producing a sufficient rate so debits are needed. This is where a quality underwriter with good judgment is needed. If you document everything, there is nothing wrong with it and it is in the filing as well. It's called underwriting discretion. I agree that complete quotes with accurate info specific deadlines from brokers who answer the phone and go the extra mile are on top of the pile. If I know that historically accounts from this broker are running favorably, I will take that into consideration. That means that a broker spends time explaining to the client why it is best to have steady rates. Some brokers always market accounts to squeeze every penny and send sketchy data. Why I wouldn't load that bad account and, and credit the good ones? If you have to follow minimum loss ratios, you need to have real partners that will help you with the rate you need, especially upon renewal. Wow. And let me just kind of summarize what that underwriter said. Help me help you. Get me what I need, and I'll get you what you need to win the business. Here's what another underwriter said. High quality of the submission equals faster turnaround and more accurate and typically lower pricing. Ease of doing business works both ways and helps to increase business relationships. Let me, I'm going to repeat what that underwriter said. High quality of the submission equals faster turnaround and more accurate and typically lower pricing. Ease of doing business works both ways and helps to increase business relationships. Here's another reply from an underwriter. Charles Specht, I completely understand how some information can be misunderstood, but simple things like a property address with a unit number, what floor location they are, lo are located on, who owns the property, etc. Once I get the application and find discrepancies, I become the bad person for changing a rating factor or finding a loss that wasn't picked up because the information was incorrect 
or missing. I give agents the benefit of the doubt until I consistently see this happen over and over, even after we have discussed the importance of the information being complete and accurate. Just today... I worked on a file that was submitted as having a lapse. I picked up the phone and called the agent to verify the information. After I told the agent who I was and asked how his day was going, his response was, what do you want? I know this isn't normal, and most agents do try to do the right thing and treat their carriers with respect, but I was floored by his response. I imagine that that agent actually probably didn't get very good results. That's my thought. Here's what another agency said, or excuse me, another underwriter said. Discretionary credits or debits, for example, filed scheduled rating plans, IRPM, etc., apply based upon the policy's hold, holders' exposures and controls only. I get your point, but the agent is just a messenger, not the source of the information. The underwriter uses to analyze the risk and determine price. The quality of the agent and its submission might persuade me to offer a quote, but the price should not be influenced by who the agent is or how good or poor the submission is. The underwriter uses lots of information about a risk that doesn't come from the agent. Wow, this is a great, great um, statement. I want to highlight a couple of things because the insured, uh, the underwriter actually answers a couple of questions here, which are excellent. First, this is what he says. Discretionary credits or debits... For example, filed rating plans, IRPM, et cetera, apply based upon the policyholders' exposures and controls only. Now, listen to that. What he's basically saying there is that, look, you know, the, the rates are the rates based upon your, your exposures and the controls that you have in place. Now, the controls basically, as an FYI for you, are like loss control, risk management. Do they have a safety program? Things like that. Have you ever submitted a copy of the insured safety program or highlighted some of the topics that the insured actually offers for their safety program, risk management, and loss control program to an underwriter? If the answer is no, then please understand, even what this underwriter here is saying is that you didn't get all the credits you could have gotten. You didn't because you did not offer the controls that they had. It says... I get your point, but the agent is just a messenger, not the source of the information. The underwriter uses to analyze the risk and determine price. The quality of the agent and its submission might persuade me to offer a quote. Wow, did you hear that? They actually, the underwriter went on record and said, based upon the quality of who you are and the quality of your submission, it might compel me to offer a quote, but then again, maybe not. If it's a good agent with a good reputation and a good quality submission, they're much more likely to quote. If you have a suspect reputation and you or your agency is simply just known for blocking the market, putting together bare-bones submissions, this underwriter is essentially saying you are quite likely not to get a quote. It's such an interesting statement. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. Here's what another underwriter said. Like the, like the old adage of location, location, location within the world of real estate, underwriting commercial business may be best served with data, data, and even more accurate data. 
Beyond Accord forms having detailed risk profiles, including historic loss ratios and an overall survey of the business, accompanied by in-depth detailed description of operations. Especially important is comparing with the insured their actual operations versus what their website claims, as many websites can be overly ambitious and on occasion likely deter or dilute an underwriter's enthusiasm. From my own personal experience, I have found using video and photos to be highly advantageous in garnering a carrier's interest. As far as credits go, that's in the hands of the underwriter. If the carrier has a strong appetite for the risk and everything checks out, then with a comprehensive, albeit superior submission, most underwriters would apply full credits so as to acquire the business. Wow. If a carrier has a strong appetite for the risk and everything checks out, then with a comprehensive, albeit albeit superior submission, most underwriters would apply full credit so as to acquire the business. Hmm. Discretionary credit. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Here's what that same underwriter that I was just quoting finished their statement. Listen to this, please. If you don't know what you're doing, turn off anything else you're doing. Pull over. Listen to this. Keep in mind the above process takes a tremendous amount of time, effort, and patience with all parties, and as such, my own personal opinion is that ahead of taking this major task on, the producer needs a commitment from the insured, namely being awarded the broker of record letter. (laughs) That is gold. That is classic. From the underwriter's own lips... You have become my billboard for advertising. Keep in mind the above process takes a tremendous amount of time, effort, and patience with all parties. And as such, my own personal opinion is that ahead of taking this major task on, the producer needs a commitment from the insured, namely being awarded the broker of record letter. Wow. Wow, that's, that's, that's some pretty good stuff right there. Here's what another underwriter said. A quality submission helps build a rep with underwriters. If an agent consistently submits good business with good info, their submission usually ends up at the top of the pile. Pricing should always be based on the risk and not the submission. Here's another one. Looks like I'm late to respond on this one. The only thing I can possibly add is that in addition to clear, detailed submissions, an understanding of the product and how its rates are created can help an agent in providing the kinds of information so that it will help the underwriter price an account. If the agent knows what the company considers average for a class, it is much easier to justify credits or debits. Wow. Listen. The person who actually um, wrote this also happens to be a contributor to a major insurance um, magazine, and no doubt you have read her articles in this particular magazine many times. I'm going to read it to you one more time. Looks like I'm late to respond on this one. The only thing I can possibly add is that in addition to clear, detailed submissions and understanding of the product and how its rates are created can help an agent in providing the kinds of information that will help an underwriter price an account. If the agent knows what the company considers average for a class, it is much easier to justify credits or debits. Let me break that down for you. If you can put together a superior submission and give reason, detailed description and reason to the underwriter what they've done for certain things, and why credits should be given, you're much more able to justify those credits with the underwriter and likely to get them. Huh. Go 
figure. How a superior submission to the marketplace will win you more clients. That's the title of today's podcast episode. How a superior submission to the marketplace will win you more clients. How can you do that? How can you, as you're sitting down with your prospect face-to-face, how can you begin, uh, Permission Nation, how can you begin to explain to your prospect the type of quality submission that you offer and why the insured should allow you to represent the marketplace and go to the market in order to get the quotes? Well, it's very important. I was speaking and dealing with um, a client from another agency maybe about three years ago now, and they were getting a quote, and I've probably mentioned this one, but it's just a classic example to me. Um, they were getting a workers' compensation quote from state fund in California, did not offer a very good submission. This agent had a lot to learn from. They were just basically a price shopper, if you will, just kind of blanketing the marketplace. They were sort of an average agent out there, and he got average results. Put together a quote, got a quote from um, State Fund, the underwriter, bless her heart, actually sent an email along with a quote, said, here's your quote, but if you can get me, and she listed off three different things, if you can get me these three things, I probably can actually get you a better quote, can reduce the premium, in other words. Um, It was something like the Injury and Illness Prevention Program, a copy of their safety program, and there was one other thing I can't remember off the top of my head. And here's the thing, the agent was just going to like ignore it and not actually get the better quote. (laughs) because he was lazy. He's like, all right, I got a quote. I got a quote. Um, I forced him. I said, I don't care what you think you can or cannot do. You will do this. Otherwise, I'm going to march you down to the agency principal's office right now, and I'm going to have them fire you. That's what I said. I'm going to have them fire you if you do not do this better. So, well... The producer wanted to keep his job, got the, got, was able to get two pieces of the information from the insured. The insured just didn't have it or wasn't going to find it and couldn't get it, but got two of the pieces of information. S- sent that information. It was, a, it was the copy of the safety program and the injury and illness prevention program. Sent that information to the underwriter. Within 24 hours, she sent back an email with the revised quote. It was an 11% decrease in the quote, 11%, just by offering those two things. Let me just tell you, the average agent puts together abused Buick submission to the marketplace. Just enough to get a quote, but not enough to get a really good quote. That 11%, how many times have you lost, um, how many times have you lost in a competitive renewal situation because you were a few points higher? What if you could be 11% less expensive than everybody else? Could you win more business in a quote? I mean, look, why are we as insurance agents so lazy? Why do we do such a bad job of of presenting the insured to the marketplace? If the insured, frankly, I believe this, if the insured knew how poorly so many agents out there are representing them to the marketplace right now based upon their renewal submission, let alone the new business submission, I believe those insureds would fire their agent immediately, sign a broker of record letter to anyone else who's willing to put together a good submission. It's that important. A superior submission can win you a lot of business. Let's get to the nuts and bolts now. As you're sitting down with your prospect, 
and you're trying to uncover pain that they have with their current agent, that they have with their current customer service representative, the account managers. You're uncovering problems they have with the current carrier and the underwriter and the auditor and the loss control person from the carrier and, and the adjusters and so forth. As you are uncovering all of those pains, you should then explain to them what your superior service looks like and then ask them, how does the current agent represent them in the marketplace? Do they represent you, Mr. Insured, as a shiny Ferrari or a dirty used Buick? You might say something like this. You should have a copy of your superior, a, 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 a quote-unquote dummy submission. You should have a copy of a dummy submission, which is a superior submission. It includes the, the Accord apps, um, loss runs. Uh, it should have a five-year loss history summary, payrolls. It should have supplementals that are fully completed. It should have a narrative of the operations, a resume for the owner, as well as any of the major people who are responsible. Full information about their loss history, about their um, loss control um, systems, their controls, um, if they have a safety manager, anything like that, anything they, that you can put together that puts the insured in a better light. You should probably also have um, financial information. You should have a copy of their safety program, their injury and illness prevention program, which I just talked about, um, a copy of the contract that they have with their subcontractors um, or any of their vendors to show that they are being um, listed as an additional insured on those people's uh, coverages, and so forth. You are basically putting together a dummy submission so that you can sit down with the insured while you're sitting there and say, you know, here's a copy of what we normally put together when we are getting ready to submit your account to the marketplace because we want your account to look like a Ferrari, not a used Buick. Because we know that when we put together the submission for you, like very similar to, to this particular submission, this example that I'm showing here, we also know that you are probably going to get anywhere from about 5 to 15% additional savings that is a 5 to 15% lower rates, lower premiums when we can submit your account to the marketplace like this. And so we include things like the resumes on both you and your CFO, your HR representative, your project manager, and so forth. We put together information on your financials and a copy of your safety program and your injury and illness prevention program and so forth. And this is what we do when we submit it to the marketplace because we know that that information actually gets you better quotes. My, I don't know exactly how your insurance agent has been submitting it to the marketplace, and, and maybe you don't either, but let's see if we can figure it out. If they have submitted this information to the insurance carriers, then maybe you're getting a pretty good deal. Maybe you're getting a good rate on your policies. But if, if they're not, uh, you're probably paying more right now for insurance than you could have. And so here's the first thing. Have you ever sent a copy of your injury and illness prevention program to your agent or has your agent ever asked you for a copy of the Injury and Illness Prevention Program? That's how you better ask it. And if the answer is no, then guess what the insured's thinking? Nope. My agent never asked me for that. Didn't even know that it was important. My agent's a bum. I'm paying more for insurance than I need to. I guess my agent didn't do a very good job. Oh, a copy of my safety program? No, yeah, I guess that would probably make sense when it comes to workers' compensation insurance, right? 
Um, you know, I guess they probably want to make sure that they are uh, you know, fairly safe on the job sites. Oh, a copy of the safety program for our automobile? Yeah, we've got you know um, 11 vehicles on the road and typically two to three people in each vehicle. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that we would have a safety program um, and safety requirements, uh, maybe even doing drug testing or some kind of you know, um, pre-drive testing for our employees. Yeah, I guess that makes sense when I start thinking about workers' compensation um, rates and credits that could be added. Hmm. Yeah, all of this stuff comes into play. So here's where I'm going with this. A superior submission is going to win you more broker record letters if you can somehow begin to show to the prospect that you would be, you would be marketing them like a Ferrari in the marketplace, whereas their current agent has been marketing them like a busted used Buick. If you can do that, you will win more sign broker record letters from your prospect in that very first appointment, and you will win considerable more business, even through a normal competitive renewal process when you get quotes, because your superior submission will garner greater favor from the underwriters and potentially significantly more credits and fewer debits. Yes, a superior submission to the marketplace will win you more clients. Man, it is amazing to me how lazy we are as an industry that we would spend so much time marketing and prospecting and so forth and then eventually get all of this information together and put together a very subpar submission, demonstration to the marketplace, which hurts that insured's ability to, play, to pay the least amount possible. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if you could start doing it better. I wonder. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network Insurance Agency, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.